Forum at 8 with Polani Gwala. Nine and a half minutes after eight. A very good morning to you and a warm welcome to the Forum at 8 here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, uh, media ownership and transformation in the media. That's what we're discussing this morning. Now, about uh, a week and a half ago, the South African Communist Party issued a statement um, responding to the ongoing debate about uh, the issues of media ownership. And of course, that was on the back of uh, the, the discussion, some articles written, columns written about the announcement that Segunjalo Consortium will be buying uh, the independent news. Now, a lot has happened since then. There was a statement issued by um, SANEF. There was a, a whole lot of other statements issued in between. And yesterday, there was also an article uh, written by Kolani Kubega, who um, is with the Black Business Council, also weighing in on this issue. Let's talk a little bit about these issues then. What exactly is happening in this space where we talk about media ownership and issues of transformation? My guests on the program this morning, let me start in Cape Town. I'm joined there by Dr. Bladen Zamande. He is the General Secretary of the South African Communist Party. Very good morning to you, Dr. Zamande. Your listeners. Thank you for your time. Much appreciated. Um, on the other line, then, I'm, I have uh, Friel Hafeji, Chief Editor at the City Press, but also the Chairperson of Diversity and Transformation at the South African National Editors Forum. A very good morning to you, Friel. Morning, Kalani. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks indeed for your time. Much appreciated. Um, thanks indeed for coming through. Perhaps I should start off, Dr. Nzmanda, by looking at, because there's just an email that's come through a short while ago. Uh, it came from, I think there's some feedback. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening, but we'll sort that out in a minute. An email that came through just a short while ago, it says, Purchase of Independent Newspapers of South Africa. The trustees of the Independent Staff Trust are concerned at the race of a tones which the debate over the purchase of Independent Newspapers South Africa by a consortium led by Dr. Iqbal Survey Segunjalo has taken in the last few weeks. The debate about media ownership is to be welcomed, but the antagonistic tone of much of this discussion is regrettable. And then it goes back to the issues about when this thing started up project was launched five years ago and so on so and it says we represent a trust set up to acquire a significant stake in independent newspaper south africa let me just get your thoughts then on this uh, email here about how people are concerned at, at the race over tones of this debate you want me to start Colin? yes please yes no we, we we share the concern that is being raised i think it's mainly employees and workers you know who want to be to be part of this yeah and i think that Colani, precisely partly that's why we're raising these matters is the sacp because we thought that to be quite honest you know let, let me let's put it bluntly sanef was out of order in their comment and if any blame on, on, on the nature of this discussion is to be put anywhere. It must be put squarely on SANEF because as the SACP we found it very strange that to begin with, SANEF issues a statement complaining about the fact that the independent group that is being bought is a monopoly. Well, and we hold no brief for Segunjalo, by the way. It's principles that we are raising. Yet, when this independent group has been owned by the Irish for all these years as a monopoly, Sanef never said anything. Now that there is change of ownership, all of a sudden Sanef raises ownership. It gives the impression, in fact, to us as the SACP that a monopoly is fine if it's white foreign owned, but a monopoly is bad if it's South African black owned. 
That is the unfortunate thing about this whole matter. That is why we thought that we needed to debate the principles of ownership, right. the nature of the media. And all, all, all right, that. and I'm going to ask Joel to, to respond in a minute. But, but again, some may argue that the intervention by Sanef was only meant to say that, yes, it was a monopoly when it was Irish-owned, but we want to make sure that when it is South Africa-owned, uh, we comply with the issues of diversity, and it's no longer a monopoly. Well, Kolani, I don't buy that from Sanef. Actually, it's hypocritical because there are other monopolies. The biggest monopoly is Naspers. They've never said anything. Professor Anton Haber complains about this. He is supported financially in his academic work by Caxton, which is another monopoly. There are four monopolies in this country. And Sanef has actually never raised this issue. Secondly, Kolani, Whenever we raise the issue of ownership with Sanef, the Sanef says, no, don't talk to us about ownership. Go and talk to our owners. We are only journalists. We are editors. We are independent. All of a sudden, that principle gets thrown out this time. They now are commenting about ownership, mm. which shows that th- there was an agenda. Also, Colin, let me say this. The most unfortunate thing about this thing, by the way, Sanef has got egg all over its face. I think that it's got a task to try and clean itself. All because right. black editors, some of the black editors distance themselves from the statement. So Sanef was being used in this instance to push an agenda of white male editors. That's very problematic. All right. Firuel, please come in. Um, let me try and get some of the egg off the face then. So, okay, so SANEF is a democratic organization, and, and, and like many, it's not a perfect democracy at all. The first petition which came out, we acknowledged, recognized, um, and, and realized that it was highly problematic. We went back, we consulted more closely, and came out with a second view. And that view is this, is that we welcome the ideas, the funding injection, the energy that Dr. Iqbal Survey will, will bring to one of the major groups in South Africa. Um, secondly, we hope to, we will have him speak and address our um, AGM in July. We're looking very forward to having a full, proper, and I think a more, not respectful, but a more collegiate engagement with him. I'm trying to find the right word. And as Sanif, we are as concerned by the issues of diversity and transformation. We're currently, we're currently in industry with three major surveys to find out exactly where we are on transformation. And as a grouping, we completely support a more diverse industry and welcome new players into that industry. Mm. So, yes, it was an unfortunate petition, the first one which came out, but I think the second one is far more unified and far more progressive than the first. Like I say, it's not a perfect democracy. All right, fine. <clears throat> we'll come back to that, and uh, Dr. Zamande may want to interrogate that further. But he also raises issues of a line between editorial independence and ownership and that editors have always said that theirs is to ensure editorial independence and that they have absolutely nothing to do with ownership. How do you respond? Well, as a member of SANEF, I've always had a, a problem with that position in the in the organisation that we have to be completely hands off with ownership in, uh, with ownership issues. I don't think that that's the correct way to go. And a couple of years ago, we did have a summit with owners where we wanted to talk about investment in editorial, where we wanted to talk about ownership patterns, um, where we wanted to speak about the modernisation of our industry. And I'm going to push pretty hard 
for us to make that a summit with owners, an annual event on our calendar, because I agree we cannot be hands-off um, because we take such a public role in discussing other issues um, in our economy which have to do with ownership and monopolies. But, and Dr. Nzamandi, you'll come in again on this issue, but if, if the line is becoming blurry, are we not risking a situation then where owners will have a direct influence on, on the editorial content, Thuriel? Well, I think that you, you, you have to be, most of us have got editorial charters in place. I, for example, report straight to the board. My, my independence is therefore enshrined in that. I think these are the issues which we began raising at that summit with owners about how to ensure independence, how to ensure greater investment, how to be part of making a more diverse um, industry, uh, a more diverse industry, how to address issues of convergence. Um, I, I think that you just have to, You've got to know your stuff to ensure that that line is not crossed. Eh? Okay, Dr. Nzamanda? Olani, uh, we have always, as the SACP, insisted that this distinction between owners and editorial and editors is false. And we want to repeat that. It, it's false. Globally, there is nothing like this distinction that, uh, you know, the editors have always tried to draw. Firstly, the mere fact that this time when, when the independent group is changing hands, editors were the first ones to jump, actually underlines the point that there, there, there is a very close link and interrelationship between the two. Second, you know, I mean, if you take City Press, at least I, I appreciate Ferrell because she can concede certain points where really they have actually gone wrong. But if you take City Press... It's owned by NASPERS. It's a capitalist organization which wants to make money. There is no way that the city press is going to advance and, 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 uh, and make arguments, you know, and its posture is broadly against what the owners want. That's just not correct. We think it's a facade, this thing of trying to, to, to actually claim this, 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 this I, distinction. Uh, but should, it, should that be the case? Should we not be saying, well, there has to be a distinction? Maybe it may be a facade at the moment, but there has to be a distinction. So Because people will come in wanting to make money, but we all know the impact of, uh, of the media on the ground, Dr. Nzamande. Well, the whole character of the media, Colin, you know, it's ownership, who it is oriented for, and where they are selling, you know, where they are actually making revenue, that in itself defines the editorial boundaries, no matter how much editors can really uh, try and tell us this. For instance, who owns the, the, these big companies in South Africa? They're predominantly white. That is why we are not surprised that even the character, you know, of the media, print media in our country, you know, is still actually heavily laced by what I would say a white liberal view, for instance. But on many, many issues, not least, by the way, the one thing that I don't want to be unfair on Ferriel, the headline of City Press last Sunday about, about the president's uh, homestead, you know, precisely illustrates that point. But then if, if that is the case... That may very well justify reasons for concerns about Segunjalo ownership. Who are the people, so that people can then know uh, the orientation of independent news going forward, Dr. Nzamande? Polani, I have no problem with that. All what we are saying is that everybody must be transparent. It can be some. Let me tell you also where we come from as the SACP on this matter. That there is inconsistency here. You know, for instance, ministers in government, I'm aware of this, have been asked by the Democratic Alliance 
to say how much money have you spent advertising the new age. But they are not asking us questions. How much money have we spent advertising in independent? How much money have we, we spent advertising in texting group titles and the others? And you can see that the aim here is to try and prevent new entrants or significant shifts and changes in ownership of the media. But perhaps to be fair, to be fair, around that question, was it not based on, on the available circulation figures and so on that uh, you've spent so much, but actually do you know the circulation figures of this newspaper? No, no. Why are they not asking us about the other circulation? As a matter of fact, Polani, all media at the moment, the readership is going down. Yeah, but That's at the time fact. when the questions were asked, um, the, the, the question, the basis or the context was that uh, we haven't seen the circulation figures of this newspaper. How then is it possible that you can go advertise? Yet we all know the Sunday Independent, we know the City Press, we know the Sunday Times. Um, so if, I, was that not the basis of the question? If you can reason that way, Kulani, then we are not going to get new entrants. Because a government can decide, for example that we are going to advertise in community newspapers that have got very low circulation, precisely so that you are able to grow them and promote diversity. All right, fine. Uh, But as long as it is transparent that the money would have gone there in order to promote diversity. Of course, but it must be transparent to everybody as well. To us, the main issue is that the DA was opposed to actually the changes. That is why we are disturbed by Sanef's response, because it's very similar to this kind of posture. All right. Uh, Firiel, I'm going to bring you back again. A couple of uh, uh, callers on the line already on 0891104428. It's an important discussion about um, media ownership and uh, transformation in this country. 0891104428. It's 22 after 8. Let's take a break. Join NetBank and SAFM in keeping others warm this winter. Support the NetBank SAFM winter campaign by donating a minimum amount of 50 rands into the winter campaign account at a NetBank branch. Or contribute 20 rands by SMSing the word WINTER to 40017. For more information on the campaign, visit netbank.co.za. Make things happen. NetBank, in partnership with SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Bringing warmth this winter. Join me, Hilton Tarrant, every weeknight at 6 for the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. With breaking business news, expert analysis, investment insights, and the story behind the story, we're helping you make sense of the markets and your money. That's the Market Update, weeknights right here on SAFM at 6. Dear sir or madam, if you're test driving a sedan that is not the Honda Civic, ask the salesman these four questions. 1. Has this car been voted the car most loved for its reliability and quality on four occasions, like the Honda Civic? 2. Is this one of the top-selling car models of all time? 3. Have respected motoring journalists twice labeled it the best compact car money can buy? 4. Is it worth test-driving your car? That is definitely not the Honda Civic. Finally, ask yourself, why am I not standing in a Honda dealership considering a Honda Civic from 199,900 Rand? Discovering what so many already have. Honda, the power of dreams. Good service. It's not just a promise made to seal the deal. It's the service provider's obligation. It's your consumer right. And when it's not delivered, it's personal. Speak Out, the show that stands up for your consumer right and protects you. To have your say, email us on speakout at sabc.co.za or fax 86 Speak out with me, Tiana Mukhebe, every Thursday night at half past nine. 
Only on SABC2. The Forum at 8 with Olani Guala. I'll go to the lines in a minute. Uh, we're discussing issues of media ownership and uh, media transformation in this country. And my guest on the program, Dr. Bladen Zamande, General Secretary of the South African Communist Party. I'm also joined on the other line by the Editor-in-Chief at Citra Press, Firiel Hafiji, also the Chairperson uh, of Diversity and Transformation at the South African National Editors Forum, SANEF. Let me read your SMSs. Somebody says, what's the GS's comment on SANEF racist opposition to the buying of independent group? This must be the main issue of white opposition to black media ownership and current media support for the DA and virulently anti-ANC government. Another one says media transformation will transform it to social media away with the new age ownership. We need facts, not fiction. That's Jim Dovum. Also, somebody says, I'm now confused by Furiel. Uh, is she saying there were elements in Sanef who spoke out of turn? If so, what have they done about those people? Uh, there's also somebody says, um, Sanef has always had negative position on transformation and has been anti-SABC. Even City Press has more white sub-editors now than ever before. That is a view from Matt. Furiel, please come in and respond to some of these SMSs. Yes, certainly. Um, I think that like I said earlier, SANEF is a democratic organization. We do have differences of opinions. We're not a trade union. We're a professional organization. And our position on the independent purchase by Dr. Iqbal Survey is now pretty clear. We look forward to the injection of capital and of fresh ideas. We welcome some of the things he said, that there's going to be a high degree of worker and grassroots ownership, that there's going to be an editorial charter, and thirdly, that there's going to be a massive investment in digital because that's where the future is. I often think, Lani, that our debate about media transformation is sort of stuck in the 20th century and our, our very uh, media uh, landscape in South Africa shows that. Many more people have voice, not only through social media, but also at community level. I sit on something called the Holo Trust and almost I mean, the wonderful products being started not only online but print products in communities, if you look at who the MDDA funds, I think the terrain is shifting and that's often not um, captured in debates like the ones we have, what, like the ones we're having today. And I think the, the requirement of those of us who are in leadership positions is to push that uh, much further because the diversification we've been trying for is in many instances happening already. One of the things, though, and uh, Dr. Zamani can come in, one of the things that uh, the SACP has complained about when it comes to those uh, community-owned media and so on, Furiel, is that big media companies then end up gobbling them up. You take them up on a daily, daily, on a daily basis. How do you respond to that? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't understand. No, the, the, the big point, media the, companies? Gobble them up. They buy them up, uh, the, the small media companies. I suppose that's the market at work. I'm sure Dr. Zimandi won't agree with that. But often these small papers, when they get very good at what they do, they do require um, injections of capital to expand and do more of what they're good at. But really, I see new ones coming up every day um, and doing this thing. Of course, um, the hearings that were led by Matata Tseru into uh, print media diversity and ownership showed up that in many ways there are barriers to entry um, for people people with exciting ideas, um, largely in in communities out of the urban centers, and they need to be assisted um, to become part of our media landscape. I'm very much looking forward 
to that report coming out to provide us with a benchmark from which we can all um, move ahead. I just want to respond to the, the one city press view about there being all white sub-editors. I welcome anybody into our newsroom to come and see. I think that we have one of the most diverse newsrooms in, in, in the country and that we are far ahead of the, the employment equity target set in our law. So all these rumors are, are really not true and I welcome that caller to come and see for themselves. Eh? Right. I mean, I wish that Sanef could, could have been always proactive. At the moment, Sanef, all what it is doing is reacting. And in fact, it's reacting because of, mainly I would argue our statement is the SACP tackling them head on. We don't know really what is Sanef's stance on broader transformation and many other issues. For example, Sanef, you know, the, the, the Irish owners were taking all the profits to learn from the independent group to go and support some of their titles in the UK that were actually battling. And not reinvesting, for instance, in training and employing more journalists in South Africa and fewer journalists carrying a lot of work and SANEF has been silent about that. And also this other matter that we are raising is very important to us, the issue of the gobbling up of community newspapers by the big four. Our own, what we are campaigning for as the SACP actually is to strengthen the regulatory environment so that you can protect community papers so that they remain in the hands of the communities so that you ensure diversification. Otherwise, if you just allow the so-called free market, which doesn't exist, by the way, because we have monopolies now, we need to actually protect this space through strengthening of the laws and regulations so that you prevent this deepening monopolization every day. But I, I suppose yeah, the difficulty is, as Firel points out, that even those community newspapers need capital injection and, and uh, capital injection comes from people who has money. Yes, we do agree with that. Okay. That is why government on its side is trying, for instance, through the MDDA, the Media Diversification Agency, although that is not enough. Well, we think also that we need to be taxing the big monopolies more so that some of the resources are directed to support the community newspapers. That is our view as the SACP. Otherwise, we are never going to have media diversity in this country. All right. So, Lynn Limpop is on the line. Mike in Cape Town, Mzwandin in Johannesburg, Naeem in Alberton. Please just hold for me. A lot of SMSs as well coming through at 34701 and emails at gwala.x.sabc.co.za. But we need to go and take updates now. We'll start with the news. Vavakshini, good morning. Thank you, Rob. 25 to 8. Some emails now on the media transformation issue as well as media ownership. Um, Aubrey Marudu says uh, on email, media is used to influence people's perception about the politics of the country and the way people must perceive their government. Foreign and rich people are pumping resources in order to influence media content. Media should be transformed and that will only be achieved if owners are answerable to government. That's Aubrey Marudu uh, on email. Um, another email... Uh, from Marlene. A question for Bladen Zamande. How many papers and magazines and journals do the ANC own? Let's start there. A government interference will kill news and bury democracy. Who is going to be accountable to the governing ANC? Lord help us. We are on a slippery slope here to rack up and ruin. Uh, to wreck and ruin. That's according to M. Schumann in Port Elizabeth. On email. Just one last email before I take calls. Uh, there is uh, Quasi Jonas says, I'm sick of government and ministers 
always complaining as if they are in the trenches. Why isn't Zamanda complaining? We have empowered him. We have given him our vote. He and uh, other ministers must now effect the necessary changes. Uh, what are we as citizens supposed to do? They are supposed to begin the second phase, but instead they are complaining. Um, they should borrow energy from Mugabe. All they do is protect each other instead of protecting the country from uh, capitalists. That's crazy. Join us on email. Let's go to Soli in Limpopo. Hello, Soli. Morning, Kualani, and um, morning, Comrade Blade, and, com- and morning to, without doubt, the finest editor in the country, Ferial. Uh, you know, to come straight to the point, I'm very yes, happy that this has been raised, and we must also be grateful that we have such a free country we can say what we want to. Yeah. You know, first of all, we are always talking, but Senzef does nothing about the absolute monopoly of certain companies. If you take Limpopo here, every single newspaper in this area is controlled by Caxton. Any newcomer has no chance. They come in and they have the power to muscle them out. Mm. I would like Senzef to investigate that thoroughly. And secondly, Ferial, as much as we admire you and you are by far the best, I also want to ask you that why is it always when a black man is involved like Malema or Salebi or whoever it is, there's a total rundown on his life, how he makes a living, what he does, how he earns, how he spends it. But nothing gets done about Arthur Brown. I mean, he is alleged to have taken from the poorest of the poor and you don't even report it. And finally, it is time that the people realize that there has to be a move to equality when it comes to ownership. And the same attention must be given to all the big four that you are now doing to Senkanjalo. But at the same time, Ferial, keep up your job. You're okay. doing a good job. Solin Lepopo, thank you. Ferial? Um, I wanted to, if I may, respond to a couple of things that, that uh, Dr. Blade said, Kolani. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- Firstly, I think it's it's domain upon all of us to ask ourselves the hard questions of why we didn't speak up soon enough when we saw the profit extraction um, by the O'Reilly's um, in, of independent newspapers. I do remember very clearly that it was the ANC and its wider alliance who rolled out the red carpet when that foreign investment was made and who also didn't say anything through all the years when we all saw um, the rapid ways in which money was being extracted, repatriated back to Ireland with very little investment being made. I think it was up to all of us to, to, to speak up about that. And then it's not quite true that we haven't been proactive and are only reacting after the SACP statement. In fact, um, as SANEF, we have very important pieces of research out to determine exactly um, where, we, where we are on transformation statistics in the newsrooms. We're very much part of the big debate. There's a big debate in SANEF on whether we should have a charter or not. And I do know many of us support greater resourcing for the NDDA. I also wonder what Dr. Silver is going to say to Dr. Blade's suggestion that there should be higher taxes on one of the big four because he is now going to be owning one of the big four, huh? Uh, by the way, we did speak to him this morning, Dr. Survey, and uh, he says he's uh, quite happy to talk to us once the announcements have been made. He was on his way to Cape Town this morning. Dr. Nzaman, did you want to quickly respond before I go back to the line? Yes, I want to do that, Olan. You know, unfortunately, Farrell is not answering the question. You know, she's blaming, you know, the alliance rolled out the red carpet, you know. I mean, what did Sanef do or say? You know, also I want to say, Polani, for the record, you know, the SACP has long, since our founding in 1921, we've been involved in these issues of the media, issues of ownership. We ourselves have actually run our uh, media. So we've been quite consistent 
on these issues of ownerships, the issue of diversification, you know, and all that. But very quickly, Kolani, just one or two of the comments, you know, that, that came. I agree with Soli, by the way, uh, from Limpopo, because it's raising a very important matter about the bias of the media, racial bias. The bias of the media in terms of people with more money and and selectivity. I may not necessarily be quoting the same examples, but it's true, you know. Why would someone be actually stealing workers' money? But there is silence, you know, and and the media is not is not uh, doing this. I want to say to Aubrey or someone who was saying that we shouldn't complain, we should act. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are acting in some instances. That is why an organization like the DA would jump that when government acts in particular ways to try and support diversification of media, then they jump and so on. And as the SACP, we are saying there must be, we must intensify this matter of change in ownership and diversification. And that is where we are taking our struggle to uh, once more. And by the way, government ownership is not bad. There is this idea in this country that... If government owns part media, that's bad. It's not bad. It happens throughout the world in many democracies. There are even newspapers that would support particular political parties. In South Africa, it looks like today, if you want to to show that you are a real journalist, you must be anti-government, you know, or anti-the ruling party. Mm. It just doesn't happen in many other democracies. We do need, need newspapers that will criticize government. We do need, need newspapers also that will support government. There's right. nothing wrong or, with that. That's interesting. And, Firel, maybe a little later on you'll respond to that, because I'm wondering whether we in South Africa we had a time where, where we can do that. Because it was tried, and I mentioned this a while ago, uh, in one of the elections when newspapers started endorsing certain political parties, but it was quickly dumped. So Phil will respond in a minute. But let me take some more calls. Uh, Naeem in Alberton, good morning. Uh, hello, uh, good morning. Greetings to you and your guests. Hi. Uh, two, uh, two issues I want to raise. But uh, at, at outset, let me say I share Mr. Bladen's reminders, concerns and comments and the myth of this editorial independence. The first issue, uh, we have subtle racism at uh, play here. You know, no, today nobody is a racist. You know, nobody today is or was a supporter of the National Party. You know, nowadays racism is disguised behind merit or qualifications, etc. But there is this undertone is, is strongly there. Uh, it is not a black and white issue per se. You know, further saying her newsroom is uh, integrated. It is more uh, a more fundamental issue that was raised some time ago on on your forum. That question of the dominance of the cultural minority. Federal will remember the discussion, I think, uh, by her own scorecard. I think she was roundly pronounced 5-0. And I think that, that that's one of the fundamental issues, the dominance of the cultural uh, minority. And uh, they, they, they want to dominate the political discourse as well as the cultural and social discourse. The second issue is uh, Sinef's uh, initial statement and uh, Federal's kind of retraction or apology or explanation, highly problematic. You know, these are the editors, these are people uh, whose craft and trade is words. You know, words is their they bread and butter. They understand it very well, and they choose it very carefully. I mean, uh, the, the choice of headlines is, is not uh, accidental. I mean, so when they take out a statement, it's a, it's a well-considered statement. I mean, this is, the word is there, they they trade, they have their tools. So you can't say that, uh, you know, well, the statement may have been... Uh, I don't know, whatever, I, I don't really get the explanation what, how the first statement came about, but now they've reconsidered. I mean, the first statement was an actually considered statement. As I said, what is it? Okay. Tools and trade. Okay. So, uh, 
unfortunately for us, for the public, the first statement has shown the true face behind the mask. Oh, that's, mask that's Naeem's view. Na- Naeem and Albertson, thank you. I will get responses for you in a minute. Uh, there's an email from Lindan who says, I want to link this debate to the appointment of black CEOs in the private sector. When Alexander Forbes appointed its first black CEO, they suddenly made the chairman and executive chairman. More recently, when Standard Bank appointed its first black CEO, they suddenly appointed joint CEOs. It's the kind of mistrust that is displayed in media ownership as well. It permeates throughout all aspects of life and business in South Africa. Right, then let me take this call here from Alida. Alida is part of the uh, independent trust and the, one of the trustees of the independent trust. These are the is people representing stuff. Alida, good morning. Good morning, Colonia, and thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I, I can't, of course, speak for Sanit, which Ethereal uh, is doing very competently, but I, 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 I just wanted to remind us that, as far as I know, um, one of the motivations for Sanit's initial interve- intervention was to try and find out a little bit more about who is in Dr. Survey's consortium, because um, unlike the uh, previous takeovers, which have involved listed companies and about which there's been a great deal of information in the public domain, um, there is very little at this stage in the public domain about this particular about this particular takeover, who the partners are and what the plans are. But that said, what I think is very positive about all this is that at last there is a debate about ownership of our, of our media and that's long overdue. And in particular I hope that this can become a debate about whether alternative models of media ownership are possible in South Africa. So that profit making is not the only motive for, for media owners. And the model that we're proposing, our, our trust represents a, a large cross-section of um, employees at independent newspapers. It's supported by MWASA, the Media Workers Association in South Africa. Tuwani Gumani is one of the trustees also. And what we, the model that we are proposing is one where staff has a significant stake in independent newspapers. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of precedent for this overseas in some very respectable and very well-known newspapers, Le Monde in France, The Guardian in, in, in Britain, and there are examples in Italy also, where staff and readers um, are, are significant shareholders. And I think it's a debate which we could be having in South Africa. It would answer some of the legitimate concerns about diversity and also about profit-making. It would be a protection against the sort of looting which has taken place at independent newspapers under the Irish owners, where the dividends have been uh, expatriated from South Africa. And I think that it's a very long overdue debate, and I welcome very much the fact that you are discussing it this morning on the radio, and I hope that we'll continue that debate. Fantastic. I welcome the fact that you called us. Alida, thank you very much. Uh, part of the, uh, the trust, then, uh, um, or including the workers there, the trust of independent staff trust. Um, I beg your pardon, the trustees of the independent staff trust. Thanks indeed. Let me take some more calls from Zwandile here in Johannesburg. Zwandile, good morning. Good morning, Golan. Yeah. Although I held uh, for such a long time. Let me start by saying. In the late uh, 1880s, John Swinton was asked to to, to 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 make a toast to free press. He responded by saying, uh, "I just quote, it was the last. The business of the journalists is to destroy the truth, to lie outright, to pervert, to vilify, to fawn at the feet of Mammon, and to sell his country and his race for his daily bread." You know, you know, you know it means that you are saying to 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 the other journalists. He said. We are the tools, I quote, we are the tools and vessels of rich men behind the scenes. We are the jumping takers. They pull the strings and we dance. Our talents and our possibilities and our lives are all property of other men. So meaning that <clears throat> if you want free press, number one, the government what needs to do is to look at who owns the press. 
And if it is being found out that the person who claims to be owning is being funded somewhere, that that stake from 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 from, from that company must be taken over by the government. Because what okay. is happening is that from from decades, uh, which is something that is happening in America, the, the the entire press is owned by few individuals who did who determines what we think and how are we supposed to think. Okay, I hear that Mzondele, but again, the argument may be you know others may quote a thousand more people who will say something contrary about the existence of the free press. Um, Ferrell, I know you've got to go. Uh, you have uh, pre-arranged meetings. Your closing comments then for me. Thank you very much, and thanks for the opportunity before I go. I just want to respond to the view that we only do Juju and JZ and Kandla, etc. I don't think that's true. I think the reason the, the nation knows about how rotten J. Arthur Brown was in the Fidencia saga is because it's been written about extensively um, and covered in the mass media. Um, I don't know about others because I've been away, but certainly City Press was scathing about the, the charges he eventually faced and the fine he eventually got. I think that's a, a travesty of, of justice and certainly something we must sit on top of. Ditto, Glenn Agliotti, how do we know about him? It's because of the media. And then the construction cutdown was very much exposed again in the media. Where we can do much, much better is uncovering why our mobile phone costs are so high, why bank charges are so high, and the structure of our economy. What are those implications for ordinary people? I think we can do a lot better there, and I, I acknowledge that. Um, and, and, and then just saying that on the 20th, Dr. Silver is going to make clear the details of his consortium, and then I think the debate can really start and continue. Uh, just a, a comment about that, because uh, Dr. Nzamanda was talking about newspapers that support government. And I say this because Hassan also has sent me an email. He says, true media diversity will only exist if we have other more partisan media. N- now diversity is seen in black and white capitalist terms. True alternatives to capitalist media is yet to come to the left. In other countries, we find a communist party or anarchist media with people supporting them through sales. The citizen and now even the new age were aligned to government of the day. That is not the same as tech and corporate rule in our society. Are we ready for that kind of situation in this country? And actually, I think we have it already. Ahead of the debate, I was sitting on the SACP site. In many ways, it already is a media platform. There's blogs on it, there's journals on it, there's articles on it. So technology is media diversity's friend at the moment. Um, with the, the low, the, with technology has brought lowered costs, it's reduced barriers to entry. And I do think we're seeing much, much more diversity um, in the new arenas. I think that where we still need to sit because of the nature of our country is in print media, in the opening up of our airwaves, more radio, even more television. But I do, I, I take perhaps a, a more positive view than, than many other people do. Um, I've also just come back from the World Editors Forum where things like the Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, etc. are all the rage, and those are platforms making use of available technology. I think we're going to see that much more in South Africa. And then partisan media can can completely make itself a, a part of the media landscape. Right? Uh, uh, Dr. Nzamanda, may I have the last uh, word for you, uh, Ferrell, before you leave? Yeah, I, I was wanting to, to say to Ferrell, it's interesting that she says there are different views in sign of that's democracy. But when there are different views in the alliance, it is, it's a disaster. It's not democracy. I just find that very interesting from the media. But what I want to say before Ferial goes, you know, is that the problem with our print media, largely, with few exceptions, it's anti-government, it's pro-opposition. That is a fact. But what is a worry is that 
It's better if they would say so, to say, look, we support the DA. But they try to pretend that they are impartial, that uh, they are trying to cover everybody equally. It's not true. Just look at Parliament, for instance, yesterday's debate, Kolani, and what is being said in the newspapers today. You know, what the ANC was saying is covered very little, and what is prominent is what the opposition was saying. They do this all the time. And they mustn't deny that the media is, like, obsessed with the president. Little thing that happens, they are actually just gunning for the president. Rather, they must come out and say, we are anti-government, we are anti-ANC, and we deal with them that way, rather than to pretend that they follow some kind of press code, which in fact they don't. The print media in South Africa is pro-DA, with very few exceptions. And that is a problem that we have. All right. Well, and I must say also, Colin, I do agree with Naeem, by the way, is, is, is very right, you know. To Anita, I would say, we are very sympathetic as the SACP. It's good if workers are independent. We hope it's only not just professional workers. Also, it's ordinary workers that are taken into account. So that when these changes and sales happen, workers are not just left in the ledge, dumped, sometimes retrenched, without actually having a voice on how these things okay. should happen. I'm not sure if Phil uh, uh, is still there. Perhaps uh, yeah. that, that issue about supporting opposition as a, as a last answer. It is absolutely and empirically untrue. I can understand why, why Dr. Blaine may be feeling that after reading the media this morning, but we've done studies, and I'm going to commission more if I can find some money to do it, is that actually the media covers its country and its government very, very fairly, and that's according to media tenor. I'm going to commission studies on how the ANC, the DA, and the SACP are covered, and I hope to be able to share it on a program with you as soon as it's done. All right. Uh, when the studies come out, we'll, we'll discuss it, uh, Dr. Nzamande. Uh, let's thank Ferial Hafaji for coming through. Uh, thanks indeed for your time this morning. She has to go. She has uh, uh, other um, arrangements. Uh, but let's take some more calls. Uh, Anna in Pretoria, good morning. Morning, Polani, and uh, morning to Comrade Blake. Yes. Morning, Anna. Polani, I think first things first. I think it, it, it's high time that South Africans uh, uh, removed the wool that has been placed and deliberately so by some of the media houses in South Africa, including or leading in that charge has been City Press and Serial Hafaji. I personally put her there. Why am I saying so, Polani? You see, for instance, let, let, let's, 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 let's stop this thing of always wanting to be tempted to cover things simply because we're saying no. We subscribe to the notion of uh, 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 independence of the media. We do subscribe to the notion of media's independence. But we can also, Polani, not allow the media to torture us on the basis that they're going to claim independence. Let me make two, quick, two, two things quickly. Yeah. The first one, Polani. If you are looking for, you are listening to Faria this morning, she says to you, we are in a process of um, 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 uh, doing a study or of checking how far are we divest as the media in South Africa. 20 years to our democracy, not 20 years to their operation. Why have they, have they been waiting for so long? What is it that has been blocking them? not to, to diversify that media. In right, fact, but, but, Let me throw this in the mix then. Um, but isn't this work in progress, that you've got to keep on constantly uh, checking it? S well, similar I mean, thing, government, government keeps on, every year, there are reports about transformation uh, within the public sector and the private sector. It's an ongoing process. So, I mean, uh, that, that may explain why she says they are doing it now. 
Well, I may not necessarily want to dismiss that point because I think to, I think to a certain extent it does ha- have a fair share mm. of um, 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 uh, credibility in as far as the argument of consent. Sure. But realistically, Tolan, we do not... We, 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 I can't make that issue. I can't take that point as a determining issue. Okay. Why? As we speak, Tolan, you don't have one occasion or two occasions. You've got many occasions where the independence of the media has been compromised on several occasions. The latest, Tolan, is where you will have an editor of Sunday Times, where as the information that is in the, in, the, in, the, in the archives of Sunday Times would have been found on the leader of an opposition party, the, D, the DA, um, Honorable Kola Barnard, on issues that are sensitive, on issues that already the government is taking stand on them, and you don't, you don't have sanus coming out guns blazing to, 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 to denounce such a distasteful act, okay. Tolan. Right. But the second last issue that I wanted to raise, Tolan, why have we not seen the concern that has now been displayed by SANEF, even before their bosses speak, as Sariel was saying, yes, that they, 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 they report to their bosses. Okay. SANEF is just a group of editors. Why have they not taken this unusual detour of going as far as taking information on people who are on a consortium of individuals that have got interest to buy a stake in the media? Why they do it when there are black people that are involved? Okay, Annelie and Pretoria, thank you. Mike in Cape Town. Sorry, you've been holding for a while, but uh, give me your point, please. Thanks. Oh, that's good. Thanks very much. Great show. Yes, look, just two things. I think I've, my, my time is limited, but, you know, I, I, uh, Comrade uh, Blade will, uh, will agree with us. We need to firstly thank the press, uh, I think, and, give, and, and, and really heap high praise on them. I, I think we're losing the plot a little bit here. I think this monopoly thing is a red Henry. You know, the, the, nobody complained about the press when I was fighting along and with the ANC uh, against the apartheid government. The press was incredibly brave in those days. Went to jail. We were locked up for 90 days. And now what's happened is that the press is now exposing the corruption of, sadly, what has become the new uh, ANC, really, let's be honest. I mean, you know, we've got 98 corrupt ANC MPs in Parliament. Why are they there? Well, they're exposed because of the media and the travel game, the travel gate uh, scam. Now, I don't think, you know, we've got Zuptergate, Farmsgate, Ballgate, Incundlergate, and all these other gates. Why we really are today, comrade uh, Blade, is the fact that the government is now so deep that they cannot allow the press to continue the way it is. Okay. And my worry is that Sik and Jalo will now be taking money from funds that we don't know about. We know about Chancellor House. We know there's $5 billion in there. Now, we need to know, as long as no money comes from the government and goes to, to this new press group, I have no problem with it whatsoever. I don't okay. care what color any of the editors are. I just want to know that the news we are getting is free of any government interference. Because okay, Mike. Sorry, Ma- Tom, I think you've made the point. I, I really got to thank you very much. Let me take some SMSs and Dr. Nzamanda will, will uh, respond in a minute. Uh, the uh, media houses in South Africa must be transparent and tell us who owns them and for what agenda. Is City Press an anti-JZ government press? Why is it always negative about government? That's an SMS from Peter Marisberg. Dr. Blade Nzamanda, please stop these racist whites who are only bold to report bad about blacks and good about whites, mashaul on SMS. Another one says, the suspicion is that government and Zimande do not want transformation but control of media and information so that they can control information as they uh, are trying to do with the Secrecy Act and the underlying motive uh, is to cut down exposure uh, that government corruption and incompetence is getting. That's a view from uh, Ivan. 
Your responses as we wrap up, Dr. Zimande. Yeah, no, thanks, Colin. Quickly, you know, to Mike, I want to say that we're not as the SACP opposed to the media actually exposing corruption. We are willing to partner with the media to actually do that. But we are saying that the media must be transformed at the same time. When we raise these things, people mustn't come with a red herring and say we are raising these things because we are afraid of the media actually taking up corruption. In any case, even in taking up issues of corruption, the media is very selective. Those that they regard as their darlings, they don't explore things sometimes that are obvious. But those that they are against are the ones that they go for. We want consistency, even in the fight against corruption. Colani, there is lots that requires transformation in the media. One thing I didn't have time to talk about is language. Hmm. That in fact, this print media and freedom and print media we are talking about is for English and African speakers, with the partial exception of KwaZulu-Natal. You know, there is no coverage of these languages. When we raise this with SANEF before, they say, no, 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 this is a matter for the owners. They are not saying anything that, in fact, without the SAPC, we actually would be talking freedom for English and African speakers only as freedom of expression and freedom of the media. All right. Unfortunately, out of time. Thank you very much, Dr. Nzamanda. I really appreciate your time. Very much, Colin. Much appreciated. Uh, thanks to the team. Thank you, Mabaso. Mesho Shandale, Tracy Bumgard, Nzwageku, Senior Producers, Lungile Mabaso, and Zinat Abdul. Technical Producer, Mark Preller. Forum Producers, Ronald Piri and Jake Mukoma. Uh, Chief Producer, Budzi Lukoto. Executive Producers, Busi Chan and Oprah City. My name is Colin Iguala. I'll be back tomorrow, 6 to 9. You have a fine day ahead. Cheers.